0: Bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, old man Grognard here. I hope you having a happy day. I hope you're all doing well. I am doing well. Just putting along during the week, doing the housework, doing the doing the review thing, all that kind of stuff. Things tend to be slow around here. I wish they were a little happier. Working more on my artwork, we've got, I've got, I've contributed to the new Torchlight zine that's coming out for Swords and Wizardry, and my friend Eric Tinker's spearheading that, and he's working. I just gave him a mock-up cover of it, so we'll see what happens. All right, today I want to talk more Astonishing Swordsman, Okay. And we are going to dive into the magical section of the world. So, we're going to be doing spells and magic and things like that. And we'll just thumb through the book and see what we find. And we'll talk more about that after this. Okay, we have Volume 2 of the Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea book. I don't know what page it's on in the Player's Handbook. But it is the sorcery section. And it starts on page 136, talks about spells, acquiring spells, doing spell research, appropriating new spell books, etc., etc. Prayer books for clerics, you know how it goes. Every, every class seems to have a, you know their own thing. Now, I'm just thumbing through the general spell research casting, etc., And I'm noticing something interesting. And it's interesting in the way that I... There's just something in here I didn't realize. It says, uh, using a scroll to research new spells. Talks about scrolls. And apparently, scrolls are are considered single-use magical devices. And in the manner in which they are ascribed is not the same in which the spells with Spellbook are penned. In other words, you can't write the spell from the scroll down. As you try and write it, as you read it, it disappears. But, uh, that's, I'm just assuming that last part. <laughs> it disappears. But it says here, a scroll can be used as a tool for researching a new spell... And it'll reduce the research cost by half. So that's the other alternative use of the spell. So in a way you can. It's just that you have to work on your new version of it using the scroll as maybe a basis or something like that. Now priests, prayer books, well, that's another story altogether. This is the typical, you know, memorization of the spell or pray for it if you're a if you're a cleric or the subclasses and you do it your own way now i'm not sure about something like a rune caster i guess if he has his runes he could cast his runes at night and memorize it that way i'm assuming and it's pretty much standard standard d d d d things uh, it gives you the option here. If the magician encounters a scroll or otherwise familiar spell book written in a different magical language, he might yet have a chance to interpret and intone the spell. In other words, and maybe you can introduce spell books and scrolls and such from other schools of magic, and deal with it that way. It gives you a whole, a whole thing on how to do that. And when you have to cast from the spell book, which I would not recommend because you lose the spell that way. Oh well, it talks it talks about a sorcerer being being uh, able to wear prohibited armor if you're willing to risk spell failure. Now, that is interesting because ordinarily most D and D games say nope, nope, no armor at all. Don't work. But, here, it gives you a chance of spell failure on a D6, depending on what kind of armor you're wearing. Light, medium, or heavy. Now, it also says that shields... You can, they can carry a small shield at best, but a large shield has to be dropped or shouldered because it's going be to get in the way you're casting. So, I would allow a small shield, like a buckler or something like that. And I would actually give them the armor class benefit of that. And also, it says about spell stacking, most spells that have duplicate effects are not allowed to stack. In other words, you can't cast Protection from Evil twice in the same character in order to double the effects. There are reverse spells. Now, the way I... Now, the way... According according to this... When a spell with a reverse form has been prepared, one cannot arbitrarily cast either the normal reverse form. Rather, one form or the other may be memorized specifically unless the spell description it states otherwise. Now, I will make an exception to that. I will make an exception to that for clerics. Because always in D D, as at least the way I played it, magicians, yeah, you gotta you've got to memorize the reverse form of the spell if you want to use the reverse form of the spell. But clerics can do either one and it's all part of their their spontaneous casting which i allow for clericals for clerical classes because that's the way i feel I mean you know the god your God gave you the energy to cast a spell you've learned the knowledge to cast these spells that the god favors so you can cast you can do spontaneous casting however you want Magicians, wizards are another story because they are using the power of nature and of magic itself. And they have to be a little more specific. Now, which to me gives a good... It gives a good reason to, to say to a cleric, it's like, okay, he wants to cast this spell. Well, that's against your god's precepts. You can't do that. Or... The God would come to them in a vision at night or something, or while they're praying, saying, Okay, here's your here's your daily mana for casting spells, but I want you to use this mana here for this spell. I have a specific reason why I want you to do it against this enemy. Or so gods can get specific if they want, but on the whole, they give you the energy and trust to you to to use it in in a way befitting the god. So that's why I allow spontaneous casting for clerics. Each spell has a level, range, duration, area effect, and components, which I like because that means I really hate spell casting times, and this one does not have spell casting times. So it it just to me it's it's like it's like weapon speed. It just it gets in the way for me. The spell list now. How many spell lists do we have? One two, one, yeah, oh that's a big one, two, wait a minute, let's start again, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, spell list for magicians and subclasses. There's also, for clerics, you have one, two, two, two cleric and druid. So, the magician spell list is the straight magician spell list, c- cryomancer spell list, illusionist spell list, spell list, necromancer spell list, and pyromancer spell list, and witch spell list. So, you have a lot, a lot of... Re- of, of spells know yeah, and these all go up to level six well in cler- yeah clerics go up to level six magician spell lists go up to level six how about that huh and it's got a lot of stuff in here there's stuff called fanta phantasm- the phantasmal stuff I love because I've always I've always liked playing illusionists and each one is tailored and the nice thing about the classes is some classes let you pick and choose from a different list. And so you've got absolute flexibility in in the spell list for Astonishing Swordsman. It's fantastic. And I believe, let me look real quick. I was gonna just look at the PDF, but I said, nah, let's pull out the book and do this. Um is it magic, I wanna see I wanna check on magic missile real quick. Yeah. The bottom. Okay, it's an automatic hit. So, you have it with at CA caster ability. You can do caster abilities on this, usually. And it's uh, caster ability 3. You th- throw 1 at first for 1 D4 plus 1 damage. cast ability 3, 2 missiles at 5. cast ability 5, 4 missiles and caster ability 7. And so on. It says and so on. Okay. Whatever. Well it'll probably be on the chart for the magician. But anyway, those are very they're very handy. These these are the spells and this is the most one of the most versatile spell lists I've ever seen in any role-playing game, aside from maybe maybe Fantastic Heroes and Witcheries, because they both six hundred and sixty-six spells. But I have not had the time to go through that moth of a spell list. So anyway, another great thing about astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of Hyperborea. And I will continue on this tomorrow. So, but meantime, I got to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail and anchor. How about that? We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. And I'd also like to thank Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget about Dan Gregg's Jung, Y-U-N-G-Grognarn podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Kinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <music> Questions?